1: welcome to another episode of the galactic driftwood podcast i'm bill i'm linda i'm seth
2: charles
3: (laughs) i'm jenna
4: i'm chris
1: and uh (laughs) we're gonna be talking about some fun stuff today the new uh kong versus godzilla movies out on hbo we're gonna talk about that talk about uh the irregulars which we just watched the last episode of that this past week and the nevers uh Nevers. Sorry, I keep saying Nevers. the Nevers. I think it's the Nevers uh, the starting Nevers. on HBO. Trying to make it more exotic. No. yeah, is that on HBO or is that on? That's on Disney, I think, isn't it? Mm.
5: Netflix. It's on? No. No. no, I think it's- no, Nevers it's is Netflix. HBO. Netflix.
3: HBO.
1: No, it's not on Netflix.
3: Irregulars is a British crime drama. No,
1: I'm talking about the Nevers.
3: Oh, oh. Nevers.
5: Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get our facts straight for the audience. We'll get, we'll get <laughs> <it straight. laughs> that's, that's Linda's job
1: as uh, archivist for the show. Oh, is to on? That's her latest title.
6: Premieres so. today as of this recording, not as Woo. of uh, whenever you guys are listening to this.
1: Right, right.
6: Uh, I would like to also add Resident Alien to the mix.
1: Okay. And Jenna wants to talk about uh, up and coming actors that um, are starting to take over the sci fi scene as they're becoming more <laughs> well known for their appearances in different shows. So. But let's, uh, let's go ahead and kick it off with uh, Kong versus Godzilla. So has, has everybody seen
2: that? Yep. Fun. Charles? I kind of saw the beginning and the end, and I kind of slept through the middle last <laughs> <laughs> So it was that riveting. So I think Charles. Well, could... that, those, those epic soundtracks tend to put me out.
5: They're <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, the sound of, of action.
1: What's what See, let's let's kick it off with Chris this time and see what <laughs> his uh, overall thoughts are on the show.
4: Yeah, so um, for me, if if you were into it for the destruction, I think it was it was pretty awesome to see the big uh, the big monster battles. They they definitely one hundred percent delivered on that. Yeah. Um, if you were in it for you know a pretty well built out storyline, that was that was mostly okay uh there was a lot of things i thought around i I like the fact that they went back and returned to the hollow earth um aspect of uh the monarch uh storyline and everything like that um because it was brought up in previous movies but they haven't really returned back to it so in this one they really dive deep into that and uh, that's the the
1: hollow earth is the source of the these mammoth creatures
4: yeah the source of the mammoth creatures um, and as well as uh, uh, Kong's origination, where did where did Kong's people come from, basically? Um, I
5: think that goes back to Jules. Was it Jules Verne, Center to the Journey, Journey to the, Center, Center, of the Center of the Earth? Yeah, right. And so, and that is a fun trope. It, it, it is. It is.
4: And and I like the fact that they went back to that and expanded on it more. Um, uh, as far as that world goes, uh, I, I wish that uh, you know they gave some glimpses to um kind of uh uh Kong's people from what they used to be a little bit more primitive than than they would have thought uh and some technology and stuff like that there. Um I wish it would have dug into that a little bit more and maybe that's something that they'll leave for future movies. Um but otherwise I thought it was I thought it was really great. Um what was surprising is as I thought about the movie more after watching it, uh they did not address once I think probably the millions of people that got murdered uh, basically, throughout any of this at all, it was so like, collateral damage, right? Yeah, so... you, you, you will see people
6: running and screaming away from something right before Kong smashes the building, and you're like, Oh, well, they died. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> pretty much like, <laughs> Oh, they're, dead. they're there's, dead.
4: There's another right. few hundred, and, and so I, I almost wanted to go back and watch it again and try and keep an estimated tally of how many people <laughs> I think died <laughs> in that no. movie uh so i think any other like major catastrophe type movie i've seen they at least address like maybe the deaths a little bit and this one it was just it it had nothing to do with the people all the uh all the military or contractors wherever they were that were transporting kong initially uh across the ocean all dead yeah right and and i'm like who's signing up for this stuff for these for these suicide (laughs) missions and nobody seems to care that like you're not going to come back that's
5: because they're happy they then don't have to pay them out that's like taxpayer (laughs) savings one thing
1: i one thing i was looking for that i didn't see that i thought would have been awesome is as you know um godzilla's tail takes out of the base of a building and Mm -hmm. this tall skyscraper falls over I so badly wanted to see somebody jump out a window on the other side, <laughs> you know, right as it hits the ground to see if they could survive it. You know, it's that whole trope of jumping as an elevator falls, you know, free yep, falls if you yep. jump and a then second be before- like,
5: it yeah. And yeah! And then, then Kong know, snatches yes. that building,
6: climbing up. Steps on him.
1: Yeah, right. So
4: well, Jenna, I, what'd you think? What was your, oh, sorry, Chris, were you done? Yeah, or, you know, I'll just finish by saying I enjoyed it though. It was a really good movie. I thought they did really great with the graphics. Uh, Story was great. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. It was really good. I liked it. Okay. Jenna?
5: I was glad it was just entertaining that you could, yes. and people seem to be entertained with it because I kind of get a little irritated that people like, <clears throat> oh my God, this sucks so bad. Like when the other Kong movies came out, there was yeah. a lot of like criticism and stuff. I'm like, just enjoy it. It's like that. The, the good computer. It's Graphics. not about in-depth drama. It's yeah. just just, right. just mm-hmm. Kong Smash.
6: Giant yeah, monkey punch, what giant is. lizard things.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <You
3: know?
5: laughs> right. So, I mean, that's, I think Chris pretty much sums it up like my philosophy pretty well. And I think it's okay. We need to let movies just be fun sometimes. That's why I'm a big fan of the B horror movies. Is it the greatest graphics or, you know, actors? No, but you get a good myth. I like, I love a good mythos.
1: Yeah. Seth?
6: I I had a great time with it. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Like, th- there were so many parts where yeah. I was just like, this is so dumb. But <laughs> monkey punch lizard. Yay! Building yeah. ghost smash.
5: Woohoo! Right. Because <laughs> before this <laughs> even came out, there was this whole argument like, Godzilla, if you look at the scales of the fiction, uh, could carry Kong and a baby holder. So there's no way Kong would win. So right.
6: just make Kong bigger. Problem solved. <laughs>
5: you
1: got a movie. Yeah. I uh, thought for sure, um, I kind of expected Kong to really um, um, topple Godzilla on land, but I figured in the sea, it would be definitely Godzilla's battle to be won. But it seemed like Godzilla just, you know, took him no matter where he was. He he, land or sea, Godzilla's the, the king of the beasts.
6: Well, I mean, Kong, Kong had a hard hill to climb with that atomic breath. Yes. That's yeah, like, true. It, but he it, did have
1: his... So what was that axe
6: thing... It yeah. looked like it was made out of a scale from Godzilla's back.
1: Oh, oh. yeah, you know
6: what? I didn't even connect
4: that to, yeah, him. Except, to yeah, me. To me, it looked like point. it was machined or something. Which yeah. explain why he was able to use it against Godzilla. The way yeah, and it,
6: so. like right. you guys saw that. Like when he like, and this is another part that's just like. What, why, how? Yeah. But like there was that indentation for him to put the axe yeah. in, in the ground mm-hmm. and then it lit them all, all these axes up and it was in the shape of a go- great big Godzilla glowing.
3: Oh, there you go. Right. <laughs> so
6: I don't know. Maybe Godzilla is like the god of the monsters and Kong is just the king.
3: So as you can see he does get bigger over time yeah and
4: that's so on the axe part with like when they when they find his home world and it looks like there's even a throne there for him i kind of wish that they could dive into that a little bit more but maybe that's left for like a future movie or something but that's kind of like okay so we've we have gotten a hollow earth we find where he comes from but then there's like there's all this history there that we kind of have to fill the blanks on a little bit Right. Um. would be nice to kind of know. So maybe there's a prequel that comes out or something later, and that, that right. Kind of or maybe,
1: that. or yeah, or maybe even a uh, a little bit of a story as to what happened to the rest of his species. Right. He seems to be the only one left. So mm-hmm.
6: yeah, I actually didn't watch the previous Godzilla movies, just because yeah. I didn't make it to a lot of. I didn't have like HBO Max and didn't make it to these movies in the theaters. So. Well, that's what I was
2: going to ask i haven't missed the middle of this i remember the end of godzilla like, <laughs> oh nice. boy he slid through the middle
6: of that one yeah
2: no <laughs> yeah, no, so... no at the end of the end of godzilla godzilla in the last movie was solving all the world's environmental problems through his existence for some reason
5: are you talking about the Matthew Broderick one? Because there's
2: been uh I think it had it had the same, Godzilla it had, the
6: same straight, it had the same girl in it. The, yeah, the Matthew oh, oh, Broderick okay, yeah. one didn't solve any environmental problems no. at the end. No,
2: it so kind of, it might have been in the rolling credits. It, it, uh, in the, yeah, yeah, all of a sudden all of a sudden the world's environmental problems were being solved because Godzilla was swimming around.
4: No, that was more of, um, so that was the last Godzilla movie and they were basically leading to, you know, he's there to keep balance with all those other monsters that were around. That's kind of what his purpose is. Um, to kind of live with, the, live along with the humans and the humans, you know, take care of him. He takes care of them for sure or whatever. Right.
2: But,
5: yeah. Cause um, that had the girl from stranger things. That's the version you're talking about, right? And that's the
1: Bobby, Bobby Brown. Yeah. And
6: she was in this. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
1: You know who I thought really I shone in this <laughs> was the um, the uh, uh, deaf girl that uh, did all the signing and taught mm-hmm. um, King Kong sign language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I thought that was underutilized a little bit because um, she could instruct Kong to do things, but um, he mostly just responded with grunts or roars. You know, I mean, it would have been nice if he would have been
4: because they they do teach monkeys sign language. He did yeah. do some. He did. Signs. He did, he did yeah. do very oh. briefly. Home. Um. Okay. Yeah, when he was talking about home, because because she was trying to understand. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's and, right. And, and later on there's a conversation they have on the ship where she asks, you know, yeah. how come he didn't tell me he can understand sooner? And yeah. she's like, he didn't want you to know because uh, right. he doesn't, you know, he doesn't necessarily trust them. But I do think they could have had more more interactions later on because it was kind of like they, they did that and then they never really went back to
1: it. Yeah. So. It, I, I thought it would have been nice to um uh get a little bit more insight into Kong's thinking and thought process through the signing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it might have given his character a little more depth. I mean, especially after seeing uh his apparent home in the in the center of the hollow earth there where they've got this thing this like a palace room that they constructed Mm -hmm. right and they've got these axes and so it sounds like they've got a little bit more intellectual capacity than you might at first assume just on him being a big brute and so i thought it would have been nice to see that explored a little bit more um and the other thing that i thought about it you know i enjoyed the battle scenes and everything but one of the things i missed is it didn't seem to have much of a morality tale in it It like a
6: morality tale
1: well like the original you know godzilla was all about um mankind destroying the environment and how that gave rise to godzilla through this all this nuclear testing and stuff and so it was showcasing that you know we're destroying our planet and we're gonna end up paying for it in the long run and then with kong it was all about um man's cruelty To other men and other creatures you know um Mm -hmm. they got they got again you know godzilla seems to have a thing for the ladies because he always you know ends up a lady always gets him you mean kong kong who did i say godzilla i meant kong 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 has a thing for for the ladies ladies. right (laughs) ladies always get him you know convince him to do things that ends up in the original stories leading to his destruction, right? Especially with the the original one with Faye Ray. That's, where,
5: that's the moral morality of the story of women lead to your destruction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, but it's about you know
6: it's like yes.
1: You know, man, you know, it kind of <laughs> showcases, kind of teaches you something about the human condition, I think. And that was kind of missing from this. I mean, it, it was good entertainment the i thought the battle scenes were really good
2: uh very well done they, they left uh, out the femme fatale though i right?
6: mean now they kind of had a femme fatale yeah but, uh how about corporate hubris for a morality tale
4: mm-hmm.
6: and the yeah. creation of yeah. mecha godzilla
1: right. which was also yeah awesome.
4: right yeah i suppose well, that, that actually took me by surprise i didn't know they were going to have that in the yeah uh, neither did i i was like oh so my god mega
5: goodzilla i
4: was as soon as i as soon as i realized what what was going on there i was like oh my gosh they did do that uh <laughs> so i was actually pretty excited and i'm glad they kept that under wraps that's how i you know not to go off on too far of a tangent but i do get really annoyed these days when you have these trailers that basically
6: give the, the,
4: yeah. the big things of the story and sure. so uh, that was the awesome surprise that they kind of had in there. Um, I'm sure it'll probably show up in future uh, trailers, but I was glad that they did not reveal that 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 subplot, if you will. Uh, well, I mean,
6: when your when your action movie is dialed up to twelve like this one is, you've got plenty of True. stuff to show in your trailer without uh, giving away the... your big reveal. You would
5: hope. Yeah. You would hope, but there are people who make those decisions that you're like, why did you just give away the whole movie?
4: yeah right yeah. And, that, and that that's happened a lot um with a lot of movies unfortunately so um i mean gina won't even uh, uh watch trailers anymore because she doesn't want to get spoiled based off of things they left so uh not to go off in too much of a tangent but that was a big subplot i thought that was awesome that they had where you know you you, you try to think well who's ultimately the villain here in this movie you know is it really godzilla but no godzilla is actually after something that they're doing and it's like well what are they doing oh they're building a, a mech and it's like, oh, we got to stop this. And that's why he's doing it. So, um, yeah, it was, that was kind of the mystery to solve there until you get to like the second half of the movie and realize that they're building a giant mecha Godzilla.
6: Yeah. And yeah. I couldn't actually tell if like Apex was an evil corporation or if they were just, no, we're going to be humans and take down Godzilla with our mecha Godzilla. But, Where did Apex get their money from?
4: (laughs) Oh, you know, it came from government.
6: They had their own, they had their own Navy. They had a giant pyramid built in the middle of Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. They have, like, you see them going into the hollow earth for the first time and the whole like entrance is just like these huge building-sized pillars of shit. And it's like, the hollow Earth is still supposed to be some sort of secret that (laughs) this one scientist is discredited for thinking about, yet
4: thousands and thousands of people had to build this shit. So, I will say, I I thought it was pretty interesting that uh, um, on the Apex side of things, where... um, Oh my gosh, you just lost it. You were touching on it earlier, and I totally just lost it when it comes to- How much
6: money they must have? Uh, Not only that. Yeah,
4: well, okay, so I thought that that the spin they were going to have was that they were afraid for Godzilla and needed a way to defend themselves in case Godzilla did something they didn't want him to do or whatever. So I thought they were working on defenses or something like that. Uh, but that wasn't really the angle. They were just like, "No, nah, we're going to conquer Godzilla because we've always got to be the biggest and baddest."
6: Yeah. You know? And I'm
4: like, "Well, that's just kind of dumb because the
6: apex <laughs> species." Yeah,
4: like like if if you think about all the other battles that Godzilla had, all the all the casualties that you have, right, the collateral damage. It's like, what did you think was going to happen when you were right. doing this? Like, how do you? Where did you imagine this battle taking place with your mecha Godzilla? It was going to happen <laughs> in a city somewhere. No, yeah. so, so they
5: had the longing in, in mind. Insurance, man. So now, if yeah, these okay. things exist, insurance is going to be a lot more expensive. But, but I'm the sure battle
6: happening in Hong Kong <clears throat> led to one of my favorite scenes from the movie. Well, I had a lot of favorite bits, but Mecha Godzilla just like tearing his way out of that mountain was awesome. <laughs>
1: I think well, uh, Japan was probably happy to see uh, Hong Kong be attacked instead of Tokyo uh, in these yeah. movies. That- <laughs> they they need a little reprieve
4: just just a little
1: so I had a question about um, so at one point in the film you see um, Millie Bobby Brown's character uh, with that conspiracy theorist guy and they get down into sub level 33 of this um, (laughs) in Florida yeah Yeah. in Florida Florida. (laughs) Um, and they're you know Sleuthing around trying to figure out what's going on. And then all of a sudden these alarms go off blaring and they run into this chamber filled with these like egg sacs of <laughs> creatures. And I'm like, you know, at the first sight of the egg sack, I would have gone the other way. I would not have gone into that room. And they all go into the room. And then, of course, with the alarms blowing, then all of a sudden, you know, the doors slam shut and they're trapped in there. And they don't seem particularly horrified by it. And I'm thinking, Oh fuck, they're they're gonna irradiate these sacks, they're gonna hatch and they're gonna chew chow down on these guys.
4: Yeah. Of that that I was didn't thinking a similar thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen, fortunately, for the for the uh, characters, but uh, <clears throat> I'm like, why would they why would they run in there? I would rather be caught and put in a holding cell than be trapped in a room with egg sacks. And yeah. what was the whole egg sack thing for? I mean, yeah. they, they, they sent the that point? whole chamber to Hong Kong for what?
4: Well, yeah. So when they got to the other side, to get I think them there, there, to shipping. get them to Hong Kong, that's.
1: <laughs> and what
4: were the egg sacks for? I mean, they just never explained it. Doesn't they didn't Explain it, but my guess was that they were they were there. They were they were shipping it across to use as target practice for the Mecha Godzilla or whatever. Because when when they get to the front, oh, it house, could I assume, be. That's what happened. So my, my assumption was. You know they let those things hatch and grow and then they set you know they use them as um target target practice, practice for mecha yeah. like they, that they one lizard grow- that came out that he battled right but then well, but then what i didn't understand is okay did you have to uh transport them like why right. are you growing them like where are you getting them from because why right. don't you just have them there instead direction. of building what i'm assuming is a trillion dollar elaborate underwater transport system yeah, you know, because, well, they have to again, be right. The taxes the, are
5: better in Florida.
4: <laughs> they have to be right through the mantle of the Earth, I, I would think.
6: I was going to monsters about are just monsters just grow better in Florida.
4: So, so to get to Hollow Earth, they had Look to their governor. Follow Kong through this weird, bizarre maze that changes magnetic fields and all this stuff, um, and it was a doozy on the way down. And then somehow later on, when Kong, when Godzilla responds to uh, Kong basically putting the axe into the thing. Kong blows a hole through the earth, down no, to like uh, Godzilla did the, that right? Or Godzilla, yeah, yeah blows yeah. a hole through the earth all the way down there, and then they just fly up through like it's nothing. Right. And so that that part of didn't they, quite they understand. They do
6: experience it. They just didn't. Uh, yeah. Like the, they they had the gravity inversion thing again. They just didn't They, really they didn't show
4: it. show it or whatever, but it just seemed like you could look up at each other directly through whereas before it was kind of some weird yeah some weird like warp speed
6: kind of thing yeah yeah and i was (laughs) like
4: there's somewhere a physicist is just angrily
6: throwing his beer (laughs) at the tv
4: (laughs) (laughs) so i felt like that later on after they they come back up through that hole to get back up to uh, Hong Kong or, or, or wherever and uh, so I was like wait wait what about all that trouble we, they had to go through to get there mm-hmm. why didn't you know you're telling me we could have just drilled a big gigantic hole straight down and would have yeah. gotten there eventually yeah So Linda yeah. What were only thoughts, rant what were I thoughts had of the whole thing
3: uh, <laughs> uh I, I there were a lot of times when I can remember going especially when it's like the kids save the day kind of thing yeah <laughs>
6: they mm-hmm. were so dumb <laughs> I, know, I
3: was like seth there somewhat I was like what but again if you just look for it for entertainment value it was entertaining i enjoyed it
6: yeah the, i was kind of rooting for those kids to die because I know. Like, they were so dumb
3: I'm glad it wasn't just me. It's well, just
6: like their own stupid gets them killed. And I'm like, there there's a good morality tale. Because <laughs> we it kind of felt like we were supposed to be ro- rooting for the QAnon guy who is going to the pizza shop to yeah, find yeah. the hidden basement with the child trading. And it's just like, no, there's no basement here. Yeah,
1: yeah. I couldn't root. I, I found myself yeah. not rooting for that guy. And hoping that he got killed, actually. Yeah, pretty much. And, and, uh... and
6: like then at the end where he's like trying to guess the password and it's like, yeah. no, I've got a class in HTML. And then he's like, Oh, I'll just pour the whiskey on this. Yeah, the day is I just kind of wanted that to be like oh it didn't do anything.
4: Yeah. Right. We
6: were useless in the plot right. of this entire movie. We had no effect yep (laughs) like i I thought that one to be what saved the day because it was so dumb so dumb
1: i did like the the deaf girl i thought she uh she acted very well she was very believable um i kind of thought she was my favorite character in the show because i i uh i could feel her um compassion for kong and and i could feel their bond um and uh so i so i enjoyed her performance uh she was the one kid that i that i was rooting for surviving the whole thing the oh, rest yeah.
3: of them rest
1: <laughs> of them not so much i would have been okay kind of with whatever happened although i do like millie bobby brown um but uh, charles what what were your thoughts we haven't talked you so much
3: yet.
6: <laughs> i think oh, his thoughts God. were he fell asleep in the middle he fell asleep he in the, the
1: middle good, but what do you think about it. the ending did you like the way it ended with godzilla and Oh,
2: god in the corporate uh mega
1: robot yeah, Mecha godzilla
2: no
5: <laughs> i mean charles
1: let me let me ask this because you're you're an architect
2: sort of engineer but yes engineer
1: <laughs> oh, what do you think about the construction of mecha godzilla did you yeah any... i don't
2: think that was gonna. well i no i just think it'd be interesting to, to hear the, the sales pitch for the return on investment.
4: <laughs> I don't think there was one. <laughs> there isn't one. Did this
2: company sell a product? <laughs> who knows?
5: Well, and, they and, and, sold insurance.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and, and you, your goal as a company is not always to be a monopoly either. Sometimes you have good competitors. <laughs> <laughs>
1: who, who's going yeah, to who have been their competitor?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Now the first thing that's gonna happen now is the government's gonna to want to uh right disassemble the company for being a monopoly.
4: <laughs> what are what? they a
6: monopoly of yes, right. of Mecha
2: of
1: Mecha
6: Godzilla?
0: Yeah, it Everyone seemed to, has to like
4: you make their own. Come on now.
1: Yeah, it seemed <laughs> to me like this guy just created this company called, of course, Apex, because he wanted to be like the Apex. I, oh, so so there was the uh the girl who yeah. played the deaf girl in it. Um and and I really liked her. I thought she did
4: a great I mean, job. Charlie really would have had a fit because they they put her in all these situations that no realistic adult would have done. No, that's true. Yeah, that's I know. The, it's throughout like, the whole movie. Well, that, like, why are we yeah, taking her to long, Hollow geez. Earth? Yeah. Right. Right. Because she's the only one that can communicate with Kong. It's <laughs> just ah, come on. Right. Like, there's no
1: other people that have mastered sign language.
4: Well, the part. Yeah. I mean, the other uh, woman that was her caretaker essentially could. And it should just been a handoff. You need to listen to her because I can't come with you to Hollow Earth. And there is Kaylee Hoddle, H-O-T-T-L E. Kaylee
5: Hoddle. Yeah. Maybe Kong doesn't like adults. I I think they should have just
6: let Kong talk, like at, just like have it be revealed that he could talk this whole time.
3: (laughs) Yeah, he's like he's like whatever,
6: (laughs) like Planet of the Apes.
1: He
3: tells the humans, "Get
6: your damn dirty
1: hands off me."
6: Yeah.
5: No, you know who did it? what would no, be was... People,
6: I let you people build a dome around me and that was fine. I got tired of it. And then <laughs> I'm in the fucking ocean where this lizard is.
3: <laughs> Why does he have a sex? <laughs>
6: Fuck you guys. You knock me out again. and I'm in the bloody fucking Arctic. God's! I just want to go back under the earth and get my axe.
3: So why does Kong have Hello. to have
6: a British accent?
3: Yeah, what's with the British accent? Because <laughs> I mean, that's a colonial a, power,
5: any uh, power.
6: Anytime you've got a talking monkey, it's got to have a British accent.
5: <laughs> no, uh, you know who did the signing ape really like in a fun action way was Primal. Did any of you all watch Primal? No, I haven't. Which seen was based that. off of the arcade game.
4: Was yeah. that uh, a Dwayne Johnson?
5: Yeah. Based yes. off of yes. Primal.
4: Yeah, oh,
6: working. oh, right, 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 right. Yep. That was fun.
4: Yeah, that one was that was
5: pretty good. That was a good
4: uh, that was a good destroy everything movie too. Yep,
5: with collateral damage.
6: Yep, there's just something fun about giant animals wrecking buildings.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, yeah, the lung cancer, lung cancer (laughs) is (laughs) fun.
1: You mean from the asbestos and all the ceiling tiles? Yeah, yeah, global lung
2: cancer. You think
1: they have asbestos tiles in Hong Kong? I wonder what their building regulations are there. Probably more
2: lax
6: than I don't know. Maybe I I don't know. You could almost have a movie where it's just like them trying to clean back up after one of these Titan battles. (laughs) Yeah. They get all the way through like rebuilding the city. You see them like holding the big old the big ceremonies where they're like, and people can live here again. Godzilla radiation is down 99%. And then you just like see the fin coming out of the water.
4: Again. <laughs> <laughs> <Personally>.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. You know who actually kind of addressed that in a way? Um, was the first Tom Holland Spider Man movie. With all the people taking the technology from the big blowout yeah, battle yeah. of the, kind the of Avengers, oh,
4: yeah. yeah, the fallout from that, oh yeah, the from
5: that, the rebuilding the city, they kind of address some of that, and yep. you had how there becomes market, a black all market these goods
4: that were supposed to be mm-hmm. turned in back to the government and all this stuff that were being traded, and yep. yep.
5: you get super built the rise of the super villains because they're mm. they have they're getting their hands on this technology.
4: I mm.
1: think uh, what might have made a, a more compelling story for the uh, the. Uh, corporate head of apex would have been if he had been the um, super rich billionaire head of some other corporation but maybe his family had gotten killed in a previous godzilla attack or something like Mm -hmm. that and he decided to dedicate his company's resources to finding a way to Combat Godzilla or to get rid of him or destroy him or whatever because he holds that kind <laughs> of a, a grudge against him. That would have made more sense to me it, than just. It would have made to, more
4: sense, but it also would have been cliche to like a lot of the other. I suppose. It, I you suppose. know, like Batman being pissed off at Superman because. Nah. Yeah, ma- making People sense
6: mean. wasn't a part of this movie's goal. <laughs> no. True, very true. Yeah. I mean, well, all this movie no. was about is Godzilla punching. Yeah. King Kong monkey versus lizard. What yeah.
2: a cause some trouble. Maybe he was the governor of some Midwestern state who after getting the death penalty passed <laughs> figured it wasn't enough.
4: <laughs> oh, in, yeah, a sense, I know in a sense, you're making a sort of a to Ricketts, but I
6: don't think Ricketts is anywhere near smart enough to do <clears throat> anything like make a
5: No, he, cuz he can't make legal deci- like financial decisions. If he could, he'd legalize pot. Mm-hmm. You can't make
6: any sort of good. That's a, that's a gateway drug. Completely you can't completely lean into the Lex Luthor vibe he's trying for. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I thought he was just trying to copy Bezos.
6: Well, Could be, but once again, doing it incompetently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I well, I hope let's that someday Ricketts gets to hear me call him incompetent in person.
1: <laughs> well, I think yeah. we've, uh, I think we've beaten this dead gorilla enough here well let's should Aww. we move on we want to talk about the irregulars uh has anybody not seen that yet
6: i have I not watched seen the again. first episode
5: it's okay you can okay. spoil
1: go okay. tell us yeah, about yeah, why we should be watching it jump into it <laughs> now um the thing that i thought that i liked about so the irregulars it's it's based on sherlock holmes kind and of. um
2: <laughs> kind these, of way way see that's I, i'm going to interrupt you now we have have input well because that's what it it, it, there's a, a pet peeve like if if you're going to call it sherlock holmes or if you're going to call the character sherlock holmes i think they should actually be kind of like sherlock you don't get to solve the mystery with the occult did it or the ghost did it or there's a rift or steal a plot from stranger things Agreed. If you're going to do that, if you're gonna do that kind of stuff, you can still have you can still steal from Sherlock Holmes like a lot of shows do, and I think it's a really good idea that makes but you call it the X Files or um
6: uh house
3: <laughs> they called it the irregular. Dude, I was I was or, kind of
6: thinking this was an older Holmes who is like Kind of lost to his drug no. addiction. Well, kind I of, think. but I still, it's
2: uh, for those of us that really read a lot of Sherlock Holmes as a kid, it, to have the, the solution be uh, the occult, the occult, the occult, yeah. versus
1: some sort of logical explanation.
2: Yes, and, and Sherlock Holmes has been keeping a grimoire, and, yeah. That's Sherlock and it's not that I, it, so yeah, so I, I just think they, they should have. You can still have the show, yeah. but you don't call it Sherlock Holmes. Now right. there, there's there's there, I also have another state of mind with this that there were some interesting things they did. So I'm not but I it actually interferes with anything they the good they did's almost ruined because they called it Sherlock Holmes, the characters Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson, right? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's really a, a whole reimagining of the thing, right? Because yeah so
3: leave it alone it was fine <laughs> I, I, yeah i i, I so, liked
2: how they played with dr watson
1: yeah the they kind of I mean, made him out to be like yeah they kind of made him out to be sort of a, a nefarious uh sort of a evil untrustworthy unsavory kind of a character well yeah. uh, so, we,
6: i i think what we need to do here is like tell what the irregulars. Actually yeah, I was just is. about to
4: say. Like, can you can you go over with the premise of this series right. since we have Watson Holmes? Uh, may I, Bill? F- yes, Just because I've seen the first regular.
6: episode. Yeah, sure. and not the whole thing. Okay, so think kind of uh Penny Dreadful meets uh meets Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one of those monster of the week kind of things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you've got in. Victorian England, uh, you've got this uh, gang or er, small group of street toughs, personal kids just like living out on the street. Uh, they
1: were orphans,
6: orphans, and so you've got your smooth-talking orphan, you've got who can get in anywhere and basically get information from anyone. You've got the street tough. Who's willing to pick a fight with anyone? Just Mm -hmm. like covered in gnarly scars.
1: That's the guy Uh, on the far right of the screen.
3: You can. I was going to say. I think we can pick him out.
6: Got the group (laughs) leader, who is tough and willing, not going to take shit from anyone, and is going to kind of be drive the rest of the group forward. And then you've got the the you've got the weird uh, magical one who's got powers that no one understands or gives credit to.
0: <sighs> and
6: then you have the uh, smart kid who comes in from outside and is kind of their brains and right. also probably their well of bottomless money. Uh,
1: right.
5: Because
1: <laughs> he also happens to be the, uh, fu- the, the pr- prince of, the of England.
5: Prince of England.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, of they
5: course.
6: just let him That's out of the right. palace whenever.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's got uh, who
3: has hemophilia
1: right so he uh he has hemophilia and yet he jumps out of second story right. windows
3: i mean the guy should have been dead five times already
6: <laughs> oh we escaped the, the prince. palace Uh-oh. <laughs> what's that oh we killed the prince <laughs> <laughs> yes. but yes. the thing
1: i liked about it was uh so the the leader of the group uh character by the name of b uh played by thaddea graham um uh, she's kind of like the the lead actor of the show and she plays a very strong female lead and i thought that was really refreshing to see that because so often you see especially for that time period strong uh, male actors um, in in the lead roles. so this has got a female in the lead and there are a number of good strong well-written female characters in it as well throughout the show so um i thought that was refreshing to see that and i think um we're going to see, uh, probably the same thing based on right now. I'm just basing that on the trailer that I've seen for the nevers, uh, which starts today, but, um, I, it's kind of refreshing to see that. Um, and I did like the, the twist in Watson. Um, I wasn't too happy with the way they played Sherlock because, um, he's basically a morphine addict, uh, in this. And, um,
2: that part was okay, but I mean, <laughs> we're okay with that. I mean they they didn't cover I mean uh, the, the real Sherlock preferred, I I believe his cocaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but uh
6: yeah. I'm having a bad day and I'll do some cocaine about it. <laughs> how much is uh,
2: how
4: much is this show revolve around Sherlock and so Watson? very little so, really around well, Sherlock. Well yeah,
6: Watson no. hires the group of kids. To go into the seedier parts of London and uh, do uh, or investigate things that he and uh, or he and Sherlock can't because they're too uh, high society mm-hmm. and they aren't won't be accepted in those parts of town. But uh, Watson really hires them to uh, check out these supernatural things because he knows that the one of the girls in the group has supernatural abilities
2: and sherlock holmes is on a 14-year bender
0: <laughs> right,
2: right.
5: <laughs>
2: because he lost his he and
1: he uh he lost his love uh what 10 or 14 years ago whatever the time is, like yeah uh, to a similar um occult phenomenon and since that point um uh, <clears throat> there was a there was a, a climactic event that happened back then and he actually chose to save watson instead of the love of his life and oh, so that sent him into this you know 10 plus year mm-hmm. vendor right and um,
6: the, watson just wished he would have died
1: watson wished no
6: watson, well, watson just seems like is done with everything it's just like uh, everything
2: yeah. well watson watson's watson loves sherlock holmes a whole lot he does
1: <laughs> he loves him a whole lot in this one and a whole, whole uh, lot
6: like but, how whole whole lot
1: a whole, whole lot <laughs> like we've like seen more.
6: those subtexts in sherlock <laughs> yeah, yeah like more yeah. than anything
2: but, so uh, that part i thought was good i like i like having subtext even
1: yeah i but, the one thing i didn't really care for was the fact that they kind of downplayed sherlock's insight and intelligence throughout the show Mm -hmm. um you know the the one there was one example that kind of struck me as like you know they didn't really need to do that was where you know they're in a group kind of talking about this occult thing and where do they go next what are the next steps and um sherlock's playing the violin by the window in his study you know and and he says well, i propose we just wait and let something happen and uh so everybody's like, like sherlock wait, holmes yeah <laughs> wait wait and let something happen yeah you but know, then something did happen yeah and we nobody thought,
6: said no shit sherlock well, that yeah. <laughs>
1: well, and, the, and the whole city of london is descending into chaos well then all of a sudden there's a knock at the door and uh you know, uh, housekeeper or whatever comes in and says, Hey, I have inspector, uh, Lestrade from, uh, you know, um, Scotland yard here and Something's happened. Yeah. And he's like, okay, <laughs> this is what I knew, you know? And so everybody's impressed thinking, Oh, you know, he's, he's right on the money. So that gets mm-hmm. him going on to the next leg. But as they're leaving the, the, uh, the room there, Watson says to him, yeah, they, everybody else kind of, may be impressed by that but i know you saw the guy coming from when you were looking out the window playing right. the violin so you know don't act like you're all highfalutin super brain you know He's kind of like, a thing Damn it. Here, you know <laughs> this so, is my deal it was, it
5: was that I kind do.
2: of yeah it was that kind of deal
5: where no, they kind it was of,
2: awful he got the uh the tea the the his uh deductions due to the tea he was drinking wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> right in one of the scenes right he, that was another scene where he's he he he's, uh, tea. he's going oh through withdrawal
1: symptoms because they've got him chained up and he can't get to his heroin stuff so he's going through withdrawal withdrawals and she's bringing him tea and he's sipping the tea and he said he, he asked her where he was and based on that he knows that the landlady that owns the building has a favorite kind of tea and she always shops at this market and her you know, that market specializes in this type of tea. So, this is the type of tea, and blah, blah, blah. And it's not um, wrong. And then she, yeah. And then she picks up the actual type of tea and she throws it at him, the package and says wrong and kind of walks <laughs> out. You know, it's like, you yeah. know, it's, they just minimized him the whole thing. And then, yeah. and then later on, after he's kind of at the end of his withdrawal and, um, she walks into the room and he does the same kind of thing. It was a different type of tea. And he goes, oh, I know what this is and goes, tells her what it is. And he goes through his reasoning as to how he figured out what the tea is. And she grabs the package off the table and the camera shows it. And he's completely wrong. Of course, again. He can, and But she tells him he's right, you know, tells him, yep, right on. And, uh, you know, they, as as a, a way, I think of
4: trying to build his confidence, but it it just kind of like ruined it for me. Are they downplaying that intentionally, though, because of the state that he's in? Like Probably. is there a, a redemption thing for him down the road where he gets his smarts back, or is this just? I, I don't know.
1: maybe? Um, no, uh, because didn't he uh, he died.: He, di-
2: he kind of he basically dies in.:
1: He the went end.
3: through the, the He went that. through
1: the rip uh, into the netherworld at the end of it. I mean, sure he could come
6: back, so who knows? Well, but at I this mean, point,: unless you see a body. No, yeah. but
2: they—they they perp- no, I mean, I'm sure it's all on purpose. They, this round and in, in this this yeah. series, he's a, he's a lovesick puppy, yeah. Unlike in the books,
1: well, yeah. and it's more like John Watson is the real uh, Doctor Watson's the real brain in this behind
3: the right, oh, right, God. and he's
1: sort of propping up Sherlock, I think, in in and, many ways, but uh, but in summary i did really like the, the series um i liked mm-hmm. all of the characters uh the story was you. Really... i just
5: don't want to check it out i think yeah the story was
1: really mm-hmm. well written very engaging um if if you didn't know anything about sherlock holmes and the previous stories that were written um you know you'd be perfectly oh, you fine better. with it you'd love it it's it's a great show and i even if you did Know about Sherlock? I encourage you to watch
2: it because it's really, it's really <laughs> that good. is what bothers me about it though is people oh
1: yeah that was the
2: one thing that I, it, that I it, really it, care
1: for but
2: I I don't yeah it's just I, if you have for the people that have that don't that aren't Sherlock Holmes fan or haven't haven't bothered with that yeah. genre yet um, you'll love it well yes but it'll also it's also misleading and. Get the you know, wrong impression of Sherlock you know, Holmes, which you know, there's this yeah. isn't selling you any encyclopedias,
4: no,
1: no, and and you know you have to buy into the the whole, you know the occult is real and all this kind of supernatural stuff is real and that there's no mundane natural um, explanation for what's going on,
3: right, right,
1: you know which you would expect from the regular Sherlock, so. Uh, as long as you buy into all that it's a great story (laughs) uh, great acting um, well written good dialogue Um, yeah i think people would really like it so and i and i do like it even though i i love the original sherlock i do like it too so
3: well and and remember sherlock the show with benedict cumberbatch Mm -hmm. that was out a few years ago that kind of gave you a spin on sherlock that you didn't really like either he was kind of you know, not just the problem solver, but a little bit on the whack what do he say he was a high highly functional sociopath yeah, oh, yeah <laughs> is what right, it right. was. And I think you got to see some of that part of Sherlock there. That's as far as I want to go. I don't want to yeah, go yeah. any further I don't want to go into the heroin den or the 10 year bender or anything like that. Well, so I'm with Charles the, on this
6: what did you think about the Robert Downing jr. Uh, Sherlock uh, Holmes? Entertaining. I, I liked him too. <laughs>
3: I
1: enjoyed
6: yeah.
2: that but, one. Well, see, I thought that was a lot because there, there, was still a cult in that. Which, um yeah, you know, and and the, and, the, and in the, book, the Sherlock Holmes stories, he is a tattoo expert and he does touch a cult things. But like Bill said, there's always, yeah, the mundane explanation. I get the way there's always a, a, something you can deduce. Yes, right. And the Sherlock Holmes movies, those two movies, they still, if I recollect, there was still Science in the background.
4: Right. The most part. right. Plus, yep. Even, yep.
2: E- even if there was a cult symbolism everywhere. Right.
3: Kind of like a Wild West yeah. version.
2: Yeah. And there's not
1: really much, much science in this. Um, yeah. I think the, just... the closest they come to science is that uh, woman that's uh, slowly replacing parts of her husband with parts that she steals from other people <laughs> in order to get him past his. Uh, life-ending illness and oh, she Jesus. ends up creating a frankenstonian monster essentially well, that
3: was weird <laughs> which was
1: weird but um yeah so I'm here
6: for weird i'll be right back yeah
1: all right yeah so i liked it um i thought it was pretty enjoyable um so i'm i'm hoping for big things from the uh, nevers tonight uh, when that premieres uh it looks to be about? a lot of what's that well what's- so that is basically uh, takes place in the Victorian period again. Uh, it's got a very steampunk aesthetic from what I've seen. Like that. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently there's some sort of a UFO that flies through the skies of London and these little orbs of light come out and they um, descend on um, women throughout the, the city of London. And, uh, these women all develop these uh, different powers, uh, whether it's manipulating fire or, you know, telekinesis or whatever. And um, there's a uh, a woman that kind of takes the lead and kind of creates a sort of um, um, X-Men-esque. Um, League of
6: Extraordinary Women?
1: Well, yeah, that- this, she creates like this X-Men-esque house where she brings all of these women in and a lot of them were like you know um, orphans or you know women that had trouble or difficult lives or whatever and so um, they uh, she brings them into this house and tries to get them all to work together but there are uh, people in the city of London especially the the rich elite that view them as a threat um, and are determined to, to kind of make them into a threat and eliminate them. And of course there are, um, some of the women that, um, refuse to, you know, kind of adopt, a, you know, a, a cautious approach to things and they decide to use their powers for whatever they think will, you know, benefit them. So, Amen. and that just plays into the, the, uh, the elite's um perception of them being a threat so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out but it looks like a lot of a lot, a lot of strong women again in the lead roles so um we'll have to see where this goes I'm looking That's forward HBL. to it. I'd but have it's to think it's a if, lot of more occult kind of thing
6: yeah I'd have to think if you were a woman in a, a woman from the lower classes in Victorian society and all of a sudden you could control fire mm-hmm you're going to burn some shit down. Right. <laughs> right. Uh,
5: or they're going to burn you as a witch. Like, that's not right. that oh, far what from a, witch burning. If you control
6: fire, like, mmm, um, toasty. Now it's your
5: turn. <laughs> 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 yeah.
4: Right. right. See how well that goes for them. Yeah. yeah.
5: It doesn't yeah. mean they wouldn't be stupid enough to try. Let's be honest. She's a witch. She's a witch. Please don't make her angry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right.
5: Everywhere with a British accent.
1: Again? Well, and and well, they are know.
5: in like British places, so it this yes. time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you can see the one woman on the right in the image there. She's manipulating fire. Um, I'm not sure what all the others' powers are exactly. Um one appears
6: to have umbrella powers.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think pew, she's pew. the one that creates the the home for all these wayward women with powers and Her. tries to protect them and get them to work together to try to better society if you will um yeah. and then there's of course some women that are evil um that she'll probably be um, going head to head with to try to keep them from ruining it for the rest of them but uh but there's also these corrupt elements in london society that are trying to get rid of them because they see them as a a threat to their masculine authority sort of well thing,
5: so. duh, that's exactly what would happen women had a place in this sure. period and so that would be a a big threat to them right that's still a threat to some people now
4: (laughs) true
6: and the ability to throw lightning bolts (laughs) would tend to upset that power structure
4: (laughs) indeed i will say i've i've enjoyed the uh um invasion if you will into the victorian eras of sci-fi and fantasy yeah, mm-hmm. we we have a lot of Victorian era type shows out there. You got your you know your Bridgertons and 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 stuff like that. Uh, but I am definitely enjoying the the sci fi fantasy invasion of that.
5: Well, I think they're trying to you know as things are opening back up. Steampunk was really popular before COVID. It was getting more popular. Books, cosplay, yeah. conventions. So it's like it seems like they're as things are opening back Victoria. up. They're trying to reinvigorate these these things.
4: Yeah. And I'm, I'm loving the effort and I can't wait to, for the ones that haven't watched it to jump into these because they're all kind of set around the same era, different takes on different things going on there. So I'm, I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah. And I personally just love the steampunk aesthetic, um, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to gadgets and gizmos, all the brass and the gears and the, you yeah. know, baubles and everything that light it up and, and what they do. I just think it's uh, there's a, uh, a craftsmanship to it that you don't necessarily see in a lot of futuristic sci fi. Futuristic sci fi is all sleek metal with, you I, know, glowy bits, you know, I'm that slayer. all kind of, kind of <laughs> all, yeah, glowy bits. Yeah, that kind of all fit seamlessly together. And then you have this you know, steampunk Victorian era aesthetic where you've got all these knobs and physical buttons that you push and throw and twist. You and... turn
5: a handle, you see things like gears move.
1: Right, right, right. That that has a certain appeal for me. So mm. it's uh, the craftsmanship from uh, from the perspective of the, the the studio artisans that are building this stuff, you know, to make it look like it belongs in that period and that it actually has function and that it looks like it's got gears in it that move and everything i love that
6: plus the costumes are always so much more fun like with, with like star trek it's like everyone's in a one piece unitard starfleet jumper yeah and uh when when you've got steampunk you can have like these Dresses with these with the nice with the hats, the fascinators. Sure. And, sure. Like you can have peppered with gears and little gadgets and doodads and you can have
1: guys in kilts.
6: I mean, <laughs> who doesn't want that?
5: <laughs> as long as it's not a mini kilt. As long as it's not what? <laughs> a mini kilt. They make right. those? they yes.
1: probably do. Well, I suppose, depending upon your
3: death,
1: depending upon the guy wearing it, any kilt could be a mini kilt.
3: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah.
1: Yeah. Uh, we won't go there. Well, but yeah, it looks good. I'm excited for that show. So are there uh, a Jenna, So, you wanted to talk about uh, actors that um, are coming up in sci-fi that are starting to make a name for themselves in the sci-fi field that maybe we aren't readily familiar with. You want to go into that a little bit?
5: so uh i would just say if people are you know sad that the mandalorian's done but you love like pedro pascal uh ming na wen because she's getting a lot of uh light right now and attention you know former voice of mulan she's in uh battlestar galactica like there's a like look at these actors that you really liked and check their imdb profile because i think there's a lot of actors that you know we're used to saying, oh yeah carl urban king of the nerds and <laughs> i saw an article about like you know henry cavill king of the nerds built his own computer he's been in the Witcher and he's superman
6: oh man i saw that video of him building the computer and i want that computer so bad
5: <laughs> <laughs> so um I think there's a lot of opportunities for people to get their sci-fi nerd fix. I know there's stuff coming out, like, you know, The Nevers and things like that. But these people are also in a lot of other things that would be worth checking out. Like, I really liked uh, Pedro Pascal in uh, Prospect. Cause what that was that was about? How, it was like, a, basically, a futuristic gold dig, where this father and daughter go to some planet.
4: Oh,
1: I meant to see that, and I never the, did.
5: I think it's it's on Netflix, but uh, I think that's where we watched it. But basically uh, they go out there because they're trying to get a substance to help pay off their debts yeah. and they run into some mercenaries who want the same thing because it's supposed to be a big dig. Uh... And and it's, it's really cool because it's the sci-fi, it's the future, it's space and lasers. And but it's that Ooh. that human getting back to the roots of it's not perfect future yet it's obviously this transitionary period where stuff doesn't always work right that the technology like that you have to wonder about what because an element that i really liked that they took into account was the oxygen on the planet is not just healthy like it's toxic Ah. so they have to have these breathers and share breathers that have filters that get taken out and then you have to wonder this dude's taking his daughter out and exposing her to these things because they have no other choice to get money. But, you know, probably in 20, 30 years, she's going to have issues later. Right. And that's what the people who will settle space will have to go through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing it. I remember seeing a trailer for that and I I really wanted to see that. And then I must've missed when it finally got released. So I'll have to look for that.
5: Yeah. I think it's on Netflix. Yep. it's. I think so. So yeah, check that out. But he was also in, you know, Wonder Woman, 1984 um and like i, I said like
4: his, i like his role in that in wonder woman
5: it was just so flashy
4: he was He was like he could sell anything that was just his thing
5: <laughs> and he's been announced to be in the last of us tv show um, well, which is a, that
4: that'll be fun
5: yeah he's going to be joel miller in that oh he's going to be game.
6: joel okay
1: what's the last of us i'm not familiar with that
5: it was a zombie video game and oh. it's but it's like really epic good story Yeah. Um,
1: Really dark. hmm. Yeah. Darker than uh, Walking Dead. Mm. Good point. They're both
6: equal
5: dark.
1: (laughs) Okay.
6: All right. But But like uh, in
5: 2016, he was also in The Great Wall with Matt Damon. And that's a fun action movie that you just don't get. Much of and you know, ancient China, China, a group of European mercenaries encounters a secret army that maintains and defends the Great Wall of China against a horde of monstrous creatures. Hmm,
4: yeah, great wall so so
6: in, in The Last of Us. The zombies are cordyceps zombies, where like the zombie virus is like this spreading, uh, cla- or not is spread by spores from these cordyceps fungus. Nah. And so the zombies are it, it's that uh it's that fungus that'll take over ants, you know, and basically make them do things to spread oh, the spores sure. to other things. Yes. Except it like mutates and gets into humans. And so you've got these zombies that have this these like mushroom or fungal growths basically And they, like, as the infection, you've got the runny zombies that'll come at you. But then you've got the people who've been infected for longer who have these huge, like, fungal growths. And it's, like, uh, it'll come out their eyes and blind them. And so in the game, they function through echolocation. So you have these stealth Hmm. bits where it's really important to keep quiet. Because if the zombies hear you, they, like center in on you well
1: that sounds like so, an interesting take on the whole zombie trope
6: yeah and so a lot of some of the stealth portions will be you like throwing things to distract the zombies and get them in a different place
5: huh so it's it's interesting. Um, that's I don't like people just because it's easy and they're being like oh yeah Henry Cavill King of the Nerds there's a lot of cool there's a lot of fun movies and there's a lot of actors because it's taken time for them to build up like sure. they've been doing a lot of stuff for a while mm-hmm. so and i think
1: the the first movie i saw henry cavill in i think was frequency
5: oh uh, that's uh, right yeah wasn't that with dennis quaid
1: yeah mm-hmm. that was pretty good so that uh, for those that haven't seen it that was a very interesting thing where um uh, henry cavill um is this plays dennis quaid's son and dennis quaid was a fireman and he got killed when um Henry Cavill's character was just a, a small child. And um uh, and but his dad was into ham radio. And uh of course Henry Cavill lives in the house that was his Linda, father's house.
3: That that's not Henry Cavill, hang on. It isn't? Well
5: uh-uh. uh uh unless caviezel. he was the kid's son. Oh. That's Jim caviezel
1: Oh, oh shoot, sorry. Yeah, I confused that up. But Frequency is still a very great movie. It is a good movie. (laughs)
3: It's a very good movie.
1: Yeah, but uh, anyway, the story is uh, uh, he, uh, for some reason, he turns on the ham radio and starts playing around with it. And there happens to be um, a solar flare situation that's bringing the Arctic auroras much further south than they ever go. And uh, that Arctic aurora creates some sort of a a temporal... uh, radio inversion thing where he his radio is now tied to that same radio in the past when his dad was still alive and uh, so he figures out he starts having this conversation with this guy who has a ham radio and he doesn't realize that he's talking to his father in the past and uh, when he does realize it it's just a few days before his father is killed in this fire and so he's trying to find a way to Tell his dad that he realizes who he is and to warn him about this possible, uh, his possible death. And uh, so it's a very good show. I there's actually a, a premiere,
5: up. a series that followed it. Oh,
3: there was, CW, so, uh-huh, uh huh, called uh,
5: to do give you some credit though, like I totally did not realize uh, Henry Cavill was uh, Theseus in Immortals. Oh, like one of those Greek god movies that there was a, a, a spurt of there for a while,
1: yeah yeah
5: um and he uh he was uh humphrey and stardust
4: yep i was gonna mention stardust
5: oh small in there but yeah he's humphrey
4: yep. you wouldn't know it
5: no so like that's what i would just say like as we close if you're check your actors imdb profiles because there's a lot of people like they may be blowing up now but they could have some really cool movies that you didn't realize they've been building up to this point it's taken them a lot of work so and okay, there well, could be some fun sci-fi other things in there that maybe you never heard of
6: are, are gonna, gonna have another kind of next generation uh, or i'm sorry an original cast or next generation cast that's gonna be the big get at conventions in the future Oh yeah. Or is it going to be so spread out that we have too many people to really kind of take that role of the lot of, of forever sci-fi superstar who's yeah. just like a fan favorite into forever? Yeah, like uh, that's Stewart. true.
5: It could be spread out too broad now. There's just too many things instead mm. of so the one thing. Because here's the thing: you only had like eight channels when Star Trek was out. Sure. Yeah. so it's like and even with cable you were still restricted to the tv and movies mm-hmm. yeah and now people are no longer restricted to tv and they can watch it on their phones they can do whatever they're not or and it's anytime versus a specific time slot so you're not bringing forcing people together
6: yeah
1: well I think, I
5: think sorry
6: oh um
1: yeah i think the the nice thing about that is that Maybe it'll spread out the lines more at the autograph booths when you go to cons, <laughs> right? Which would be nice. Um, and and dream uh, big,
5: Bill.
1: Be some more big. some more uh, panels from which to have to choose from. Shit, am I gonna go to this panel and see this actor at the same time, which happens at the same time as this panel for this actor? So yeah. I think that's kind of cool because it you know uh, broadens the tent. Uh, hopefully, brings in a lot more um, people that become fans of sci-fi um and so i think i think that's a good thing what were you going to say Seth?
6: i think that the next kind of group or crew who's going to take over that uh kind of superstars at cons is going to be the cast of the original avengers Mm -hmm. Robert Downey jr chris evans
1: yeah probably
6: uh, mark ruffalo like that seems to me the kind of science fiction slash fan event that will draw will kind of immortalize them sure into kind of being those characters even long after long long after the movies have maybe stopped and they'll still be like robert downey jr will still be iron man chris evans will still be captain america sure in fans minds like that, that those are the guys who i think will be the long lasting ones not not the up-and-comers that jenna's talking about but kind of the next generation that bridges between the new up-and-comers and and Do you
1: think i uh, think we'll see the same thing with star wars where you know you've got luke skywalker and han solo which are legendary names but now you've got the new actors that are picking up the the last set of trilogy films um um I think they would be a big draw at cons now for people that um, are more familiar with the newer films. Well has it
2: has it happened yet? because I, I, I think I would expect at some point um, in order to be in one of these movies, you're gonna have to sign up to do so many cons and enjoy them.
3: <laughs> and, and you're gonna pay and you money. will
2: enjoy it.
6: Yeah. yeah well,
3: <laughs> well, I mean,
6: like I don't know who, uh, like how how many of the or the original series people had thought that that would be a part of their life or no, no. the next generation. No.
2: Yeah, none. Well, it just happens naturally. I'm just, I, I I I could just see if I was the movie company, that would be a requirement. I, re- well, I, I mean,
1: remember when the first Star Trek convention was announced, and it was years after the series had actually ended. Right. um you know and nobody had ever really done such a thing before and it was kind of a, a trend-setting thing and now it's just commonplace i mean these cons yeah. happen everywhere um which which is nice because it it gives the fans a chance to go out and see their favorite actors and collect the memorabilia that's significant to them that uh
3: um, you will enjoy this
1: <laughs> yeah and uh you know you see the actors go out and i think In in some ways, um, it's good for the actors, too, because they go out and they get to meet with their fan, their fan base, and they get appreciation for their work. And they get to hear stories about how their work maybe helped a person through a rough patch in their life or, you know, maybe changed the direction of their life. In the case of like uh, uh, Nichelle Nichols, who played Lieutenant O'Hara on Star Trek. Um, You know, she became a role model to a lot of young black women that Mm -hmm. saw this person of some authority that was on the bridge of the enterprise that was black like they were and gave them hope that one day in the future that everybody would be treated as equals. So I think uh, I think things like that are are pretty cool. So
5: or they get to meet their stalkers.
1: Well, there there is that. Yeah. There's 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 always that risk. (laughs)
5: But no, that, so ending on that note, I think is a good one that, you know, Yeah. just, yeah, we miss cons.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they're coming back. I mean, we were just talking before the show about how all of us are just on the verge of getting our, uh, already have just gotten our second vaccine for COVID or in the next uh, few uh, days or weeks, we'll be getting our next shot. So we're looking at um you know given uh plus 14 days for it all to set in we're looking at may for things to be enough people to be vaccinated that maybe we can start attending some cons in person again so oh, that's yeah. definitely something to look forward to
2: i do have something um, i'd like to throw out though if um something that i'd like to see yeah which is um if they're going to steal from detectives for sci- which i'm good with i love it uh uh for sci-fi or fantasy, I'd I'd like to see somebody uh, do a show from Colombo. <laughs> no. <No. Yeah. clears throat> no. especially with ghouls.
5: Isn't that John Constantine? Gould. Would that be John? <laughs> Isn't he basically Colombo, but but with the Marvel universe? Uh,
6: well, one Constantine's with G- DC, Jenna. Sorry, shame. I'm sorry. Shame
5: look my shot is setting in and i'm going straight to bed after this like
6: i'm vision is just starting to go blurry
5: i have been struggle busing for the last 30 minutes i'll get through it but my bed has found something really good
1: all right well Well, i think yeah i think on that note we'll probably go ahead and wrap it up so jenna can go lay down and rest a little bit and deal with her second COVID vaccine shot
5: Right. Yeah. Cool.
1: I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Galactic Driftwood. Uh, be sure to check out our other episodes. You can find them all on galacticdriftwood.space. And we'll be back again in two weeks where maybe we'll have uh, some first takes on the Nevers. Uh, and the Nevers? What the Nevers or the Nevers? The Nevers. No. Nevers. The, Nevers. <laughs> the Nevers. The Nevers. I don't know if I'll ever get over that. I'll probably always call them the Nevers, but maybe <laughs> by then we'll have an official. Official pronunciation. So, yeah. anyway, thanks for listening, and we will see you all in a couple. We already weeks.
3: have that official pronunciation. Bye. Never.
1: <laughs> have a good one. Bye bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now. Please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.